everyone. Welcome to Back to the Topic with Elijah and Shay. I am Shay. He is Elijah. Um, we're an aunt and nephew duo who love to debate sports. Um, a little bit about ourselves and why we started this podcast. Um, we literally debate sports all the time. Um, Elijah can attest to that. Uh, it all started in face- on Facebook Messenger. We were debating about something that turned into something else. And I'm like, why don't we just start a podcast? <laughs> like, I would pay to watch us debate. <laughs> um, so that's that's pretty much how this came about. Um, a little about a little bit about me. Um, I'm a Giants fan, Laker fan, um, Yankee fan, Rangers fan, New York fan, all the way except for uh, NBA. Um, I'm 25. I'm older than Elijah here by less than a month, <laughs> but I am his aunt. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've always wanted to start a um, podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, so I just thought, why not do it in 2020? We, we've been doing nothing else. So might as well go oh. for right? Might as well go for the things we don't want to do. Um, so I'll pass it on to Elijah. Give a little bit about himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. My name's Elijah. Uh, pretty much same reasons. We, we just go back and forth so much and the conversations get intense. It's like, we're, we're arguing almost but uh i mean I've, I've always wanted to be a sports sports broadcaster or maybe not a podcaster this is a new thing but i've always wanted to be you know on espn ever since i heard the, the dun, 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 so i just feel like this is definitely a huge opportunity we we both are very passionate about sports so who else to do it you know then your aunt your family somebody that you can trust uh and just excited Keep going and get on this path but uh for starters i want to i want to get your thoughts on on opening night shay what do, what do you think's going down with the uh with the nets and the warriors um so if you follow nba you know we have a double header um tomorrow or tonight tonight um golden state against the nets this is KD's first game back um from his injury it's his first game as a net as a Brooklyn net. Um, he's playing his, um, the team, his former team. Um, I think that uh, he's ready for sure. Um, I think he's gonna be the same player. As you say, I know you've been watching a little bit more preseason than me, but it doesn't look like he's missing. Um, so I think the nets are stacked. Um, they got shooting guard, Spencer Denwiddle, Levert, um joe harris who can shoot he was leading in three-point shooting on the team last year um jerry allen deandre jordan i think they're completely stacked i think they're a playoff team um and i think they're going to get the win over the warriors yeah uh me too i just i just don't think the warriors have enough clay going down hurts a lot um no draymond i know kelly Oubre is he's he's decent uh, but he's not Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins is here and there. He can score 30, then score but like 15. And you got a, a KD who's fresh, hasn't played in a year. Uh, legs look fresh. Jump shot looks good. Kyrie looks great. He looks like more of a point guard. Like he's he's scoring the ball regularly. Um, like you said, Jared Allen is going to be a beast. DeAndre Jordan's going to be a beast for you. Uh, you got Chris LeBert. Um, so it's just that team is that team is really stacked. It's if I'll be surprised if the game is uh is less than a twenty point loss mm-hmm. for Golden State. To be honest, it, I just don't think they stand a chance at all. With Steph Curry, he can drop forty or fifty. They, they they'll still probably lose by twenty points. Right. Um, just because I don't see anybody stopping Kevin Durant. I don't see anybody stopping Kyrie Irving. And everybody else is just gonna get theirs. Joe Harris is gonna be open for threes because you got a double team. Um, Kyrie's gonna be open because you got a double team off for for KD, um, you know, and there's just gonna be alley oops to Jared Allen, DeAndre. Hey, so it's it's a it's a very unfair matchup. Right, right. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you um, on all of your points there. I think that the Warriors are gonna be a completely different team. I think they're gonna be a more defensive team this year because they don't have a scorer like like Clay. I mean, they have. When I say defensive, I mean Kelly. Kelly's a defensive player. Like he's a good perimeter defender. Yeah, he can, he can play. He can play defense. But who else? 
I feel like Andrew Wiggins can play a little bit of D, a little bit of D, but I'm saying like they're not, they're used to being able to just flash threes and they're not oh, going right. to be that team anymore. Right. So they're going to have to play some defense. For sure. Right. So if, if they want to keep in with the game, that's what I feel like. It's not going to be as much scoring like, oh, you hit a three. I'm going to come back and do the same thing. It's like, no, we got to play D because we don't have, um, we don't have a clay. We don't have someone who could just, we're, we're confident that they can get the shot up something like right. that um so that's that but I, I hope Andrew Wiggins can fill the scoring void but I know he's been pretty inconsistent um the past few couple of years so I don't really know what to expect from him yeah I, I mean like I said he's he's very like on and off like he can be on for a night and give you 40 then he can be off for a night and shoot 20 shots but score 15 points mm-hmm. it's uh you just don't know. I mean, maybe in the Warriors system, I think they've gotten players the best out of players. I feel like when Kevin Durant went there, we even saw the best KD. Mm-hmm. And we saw the most efficient KD because he was just able to, in that offense with the ball movement and the body movement, he was able to get up open jump shots and, and open drives to the lane. So I think as long as they keep keep the same offensive playbook, they can score points. I don't think they should have a problem scoring points at all. The only thing that I'm worried about is the defensive end. I know you say they more there are more of a defensive team this year, but I think on defense, you just gotta look. Unless uh unless the rookie comes in and, and is just completely dominant on the defensive end as a shot blocker, they have nobody to protect the rim. So like teams can just get in there mm-hmm. easily, making layups, making dunks, jump shots, and eventually. That, that leads to fouls and people not being able to play and having to sit out on the sideline and getting cold. And I just don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if Steph has 40, um, but I would be super surprised if he has 40 and they win. Right. And you mentioning the rookie, I wanted to get in a little bit on him because I felt like he's a big question mark. Um, Right. I did a little search on him, and he he played for Memphis um, for about three games <laughs> before he was suspended. Right. Um, and I mean, on his debut, he he played really well. He had um, twenty eight points, eleven rebounds, and three blocks in twenty two minutes. So you know, as a rookie, as a someone fresh out of high school, you you're in your first D one, yeah, you're in your first D one game. I mean, that's crazy stats, but we haven't seen him, and I don't think he's played all preseason. No. So we don't know what kind of player this kid is like. No. <laughs> it's just a mystery. It's like you never, you just don't know until you see it on the court. Like he can be amazing. Like right. we don't know what's been going on in practice. I mean, you said he's starting. So if he's starting, obviously, right. you know, Steve Kerr thinks he's he's the part. Um, but I mean, starting him is a huge thing. And if they think he can start in the NBA over – you know, somebody who started in the finals there, um, you know, then then that's definitely speaking glowingly of him. But then again, you just never know. And he looks he looks the part. If you look at him, he's like seven foot one. Yep. He's like seven he looks one. strong. Like he's he, mm-hmm. he looks like he's at least two hundred eighty pounds. Like he looks the part. But I just don't know what he does. I mean, if he if he scored twenty eight had like 13 rebounds and three blocks, like you're saying, obviously he has a, he has some sort of skill set because especially at D1, you don't just, whoever you're playing, you don't just walk on the court and give them 28, 13 and three in 22 minutes. Like that just doesn't happen. Right. Uh, so, I mean, he might come out and be, be super dominant, give them a, a tremendous paint presence on offense and defense. And I think, I think what he can do best for them though is be a rim runner, somebody who just, set pick and roll because Steph is Steph is great in the pick and roll like if he can get a center who can who can pick and roll with him and who can who he can throw the ball up to or who can pass it down in the paint and make a layup because when Steph had Andrew Bogut a healthy Bogut like that pick and roll was crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean and if he could be that that room protector we're talking about um but again we don't know we don't know how this kid plays. We don't know his play style. We don't know what he's good at, what he's bad at. It's really just 
what whatever Steve Kerr and his team is saying, whatever they're saying about him. Right. Um, and they're not saying much. It's right. not because he hasn't really practiced. He had COVID. So he hasn't really got to practice. He, you know, he's been out. Who knows if he's gonna come back fatigued. Um, we're gonna get to this a little bit later, but you know, with the way COVID's been affecting other players and other sports, you know, who knows if that comes back and affects him that way if he's ready. I know he's young, but it doesn't matter. We all know what what's going on there. So, uh, right. yeah, but I, I mean, I think Brooklyn's just I don't know what what else to say about them other than Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving going to a team that was already a playoff team. So if you add a to an eighth seed, a seventh or eighth seed, right, you add Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant could easily, easily make that team a one seed. And then you add Kyrie on top of Kevin Durant. It's like. That's, that's a championship caliber team. Two, two players who have won championship, two players who have hit huge shots in the finals, uh, two players who have scored 30, 40 points in the finals. Um, you know, KD has finals MVP. He has a real MVP. Kyrie has all these, you know, all-star appearances. He has all NBA appearances. Uh, so, it, you know, they're two players that are great and have a lot of accolades. So, I mean, it's, it's just going to be hard for one player and Steph Curry, uh, who, who does have MVPs and obviously who does has the finals wins. But it's, it's going to be hard for him to come out on opening night after after coming back from an injury as well. Um, you know, he was hurt last year too. So, you know, who knows how he's going to – he's been looking great in the preseason, but who knows how he's going to look. I think he scored in the preseason like 29 and like mm-hmm. 23 minutes. So – I mean, he may score 50, who knows? Right, right. And can we talk about Kyrie? Do you think, because a lot of, only he's been in the news a lot about his behaviors and, you know, burning sage. <laughs> like, do you think that <laughs> his behavior, whatever his mindset is right now, will affect the team and, and them winning anything? Nah, I, I, I don't think so. Unless Kyrie is like, unless Kyrie is being toxic in the locker room, which I don't think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever come out and said, yo, Kyrie's Kyrie's a bad teammate. I mean, he might be critical of his teammates. He might be overbearing sometimes uh, and a little selfish, but nobody's ever said he's a bad teammate or he's a bad locker room guy um, or something like that. So I don't think he's going to rub them off in the wrong way. I don't mind burning the sage. Like I, I get it. I understand bad energies. He's coming off an energy uh, injury. Maybe he was like, ah, I'm, I'm chilling. You know, I want to erase all the bad negative stuff in the air so that I don't get hurt. And I'm, I mean, I get it, but it's weird still. Yeah. The only thing I worry about is him in the media. Him talking to the media and him continuously having to pay fines, and then that leaks onto your teammates because it's like who has to answer the questions that you aren't so they're answering those questions on top of questions about you right and and why you aren't talking to the media how you know how the media is so if he's being problematic to the media they're definitely going to spin that and when they you know interview his teammates they're going to always mention Kyrie like Right. And I could see that being a problem, like someone coming off a great game and, and they're asking him questions about Kyrie and Kyrie's behavior. Like, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you don't talk about basketball. So, um, no, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. Um, but I think the, his him and the media, that that needs to change because do you know if the team has to pay fines every time he does yeah, So every time, so he got a 25,000 fine and the owner got a 25,000. Right. So I can see so like, that coming. <laughs> and you know how rich people are. Rich people do not let other people do what they want with their money. Right. They're like, you're not going to, I know it's only, I'm a billionaire. $25,000 is a dollar to me, but it's my dollar. Exactly. I'm not going to spend it. Even if it's going to charity, not letting you spend it. I'll choose what charity it goes to. I'll donate it on my own time if I want to. Right. So. I think that's why he started to talk to the media now because the owner called down and was like, bro, I'm, I'm signing them checks. You, so you, it's part of the contract. You sign this contract. If I got to pay you, I'm already paying you. I'm not trying to pay you extra on top of what I'm already paying you. So talk to somebody 
because that's 50 50 000 of my dollars because i cut your checks right so, <laughs> right and their the fines are only going to go up i did want to talk about though who who's your uh who's your your mvp this year that's a hard one i know the easiest would would be to say luca um mm. but if Braun wins another one and he plays as he did this past season, I'm going to give it to Braun, especially at his age and doing what he's been doing. Um, and then especially at the, he's having, he has a shorter rest time this season. Like he just won a championship in the bubble. I do think he's going to be taking some, uh, some Kawhi Leonard days off. Yeah. Like Kawhi type time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, they play 72 games. I'm saying LeBron plays 60. Not because of injury, though. Just because I need a break. <laughs> like, right. Um, and yeah. that kind of goes with, like, the Lakers and the Clippers because they play as well, 10 p.m. game on TNT. Um, I have, you know, my Lakers winning. I'm a Laker fan. Not only because I'm a fan, but because I think they will win the game. Um, mm -hmm. I think – we are arguably a better team now than we were when we just won the championship. Um, the addition of Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Saul, sixth man of the year, um, Trez Harrell. Um, I think we won free agency. <laughs> you had both of the people who were in the sixth man of the year running. Right. You had Dennis Schroeder, who was probably number two. And then you got Trez, who won sixth man of the year. Mm -hmm. Then you got Wesley Matthews, who's been starting in the NBA forever he's a consistent three-point shooter he can play defense on the one two or the three which is the point guard shooting guard and a small forward mm -hmm. so i mean and then you got marcus Saul, who's probably still one of the best passing big men in the league he's great on defense he's gonna take targets for you he's gonna get rebounds and he, he can, can shoot at the, at the top if he needs to um but not only that but not only that Bron and ad like you said they can actually rest like we have right. that now um and they don't like, have to play 38 right um so you know those are all the reasons I, I i mean we don't need ad and and lebron to play a lot of minutes to win a game we have people we can depend on now uh, which i think is huge so um and then we got you know Taylor horton tucker the sleeper like who knew this guy was a b <laughs> um, i mean he was known as a scorer. Like they were like, he can get buckets, but nobody ever knew he could play defense or anything else. And and just a quick stat on him, um, during this preseason, he's averaged uh 20.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 2.3 steals, hitting 54% from the field, 53 from the three, and 89 um percent at the free throw line. So I think he's definitely a hidden gem. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I did not know who he was. <laughs> be completely honest um and now that i know i'm glad we have him on our team um just another added resource um to the lakers yeah for sure i mean taylor horton tucker i heard of him coming out of college i'm a magic fan mm -hmm. we actually drafted taylor horton tucker and traded him to the lakers for three million dollars um, oh okay thank so you like, <laughs> <laughs> so he was traded to the to the lakers for three mil so now i'm looking at it like dang I hope this is just a preseason, you know, extravaganza and he go back to being regular Taylor Horton Tucker. The only thing I'm worried about him is, is he going to get minutes? I know he played really good in the preseason, but nobody was playing. Like, I mean, Wesley Matthews barely played. Dennis Schroeder played some. Um, but there's other guys that are going to play. Is he going to play the minutes? Because you got to think Alex Caruso is going to come back as well. Mm -hmm. Um so THT, I mean, unless he's killing it in practice and he comes out and he's killing it in the games regularly, I don't, I don't know if they're going to, how much minutes he's going to get. I, I expect 15, 16 a night, unless they plan on moving Kyle Kuzma out of the six man and moving, you know, THT into the six man role, which right. I don't see happening, especially after Kyle just signed that contract. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, this is a big, big thing to say, but I mean, we had him. I didn't know we had him this past season. We were struggling. Like, we needed someone to come off the bench and score. And when none of these guys were coming off the bench and scoring, Danny Green, um, Kyle Kuzma even, why didn't we put him in? I mean, he's in the G League. 
He had like a two-way contract. He yeah. was in the G League, lighting the G League up. I, for, I think it was Tony Allen. Uh, Tony Allen was like, I guess he came over. He was like, he was like, what's up? And Taylor was like, I don't belong here. And Tony Allen was like, you really don't. You need to be in the NBA. Like, because uh, he was, he came in as a 19-year-old. He's only 20, but he came into the G League as a 19-year-old, averaging like 25, like five. And it's just like, if you come in then dominate in the G League, if you can come in and average 25 points in the G League, which is the probably, I wouldn't say the second, but maybe the third best pro basketball in the world. Um, you, you belong know, in the you league. Can, <laughs> yeah, you can average 10 to 12 points in the NBA. Uh, I think I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna do decent if he gets the minutes. Uh, I just want to know how that rotation is gonna work itself out, and obviously he's not gonna stay that hot because he's not gonna get that many shot attempts, especially with LeBron on the floor and AD on the floor because he had the ball in his hand damn near every play in the preseason. Um, so LeBron comes back. I know Taylor's not gonna have the ball in his hand unless they start him right. alongside LeBron. Right. And we'll see. Clippers. I mean, I think if, if Kyle doesn't improve, why not put him in? I mean, but why sign we just Kyle? Signed, but we just it as, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just glad we have him. Um, it's just another, another yeah, I like him. I like him. Um, and then the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers, though, I don't know. Like, I've, I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on Pat Bev. I don't really think he's a lockup player. I think he's annoying. I don't think like and he plays good D sometimes, but he's a hacker. <laughs> like he just talks. He's, he talks. He talks a lot more crap than he actually backs up on the court. Like he'll lock up. He'll lock up somebody who's cheeks. Like he'll lock up Lonzo Ball. Not saying Lonzo's cheeks, but like you'll just be like, okay, that's that's Lonzo. He's not really known as a scorer. Good job. You made him go one for nine. Like, cool. And then Dame Lillard or Steph Curry or Kemba Walker or De'Aaron Fox even, like, or Trey Young will come back and light him up for 40. And it's just like, bro, you're not really locking anybody up. You're just out there talking and throwing your body around. Right. Uh, and, and Paul George is George Paul until he proves it. That his name is Paul George. That so is a going, yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing for me. Um, Paul George needs to impress me, <laughs> but yeah. like, I don't agree that he should have gotten that massive contract extension. I don't think as a player right now, as he's played recently, um, I don't think he's shown that he deserves that much money. Um, he's guaranteed two hundred and twenty-six million over the next I, five. I don't. Years. I don't believe it. Uh, I mean, all NBA contracts are guaranteed, unlike the NFL. NFL, you got to earn your money. Right. But <laughs> NBA, they, they guarantee our contracts, NBA and baseball. So he had he had time left on his deal, I'm pretty sure. Like, mm -hmm. he ain't have to go out and sign a contract yet. I would have I been like, play this year. Let me see what's up. Cause I'm, but if I'm saying this, if Rudy Gobert is worth 200 mil than uh, Paul George is. But I only say that because even though the Clippers are in LA, they're a very small market team. They're not like yeah. a, they're known as like the basement of LA because the Lakers are so big. The Clippers are like, you know, they're minimal. Right. So they're not really a big market, even though it's Los Angeles, like I said, it's like the the Chargers versus the uh, the Rams. The Chargers right. are just they're not as popular as the Rams are because like nobody cares. And that's how I, I feel like people are the same way with the Clippers. Nobody cares. So that's why you pay a Paul George who you believe is a superstar. Maybe not everybody else believes is a superstar. Listen, you pay the him stats don't believe he's a superstar. In Game Seven, he had ten points and five turnovers. Kawhi was cheeks too. <laughs> <laughs> but he just didn't show up the whole series. He just, I don't know if it was something mental with him, the, the stress of being in the bubble, but he did not play well. He did not show up. Um, and he's supposedly an all-star. He did not play like an all-star. 
Um, that's when you have to show up. Player. You got to think about it. The year before, he was top three MVP. Right. Like, and that MVP is a regular season award. Now, I'll, I'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt because last year he was dealing with his shoulder the whole mm-hmm. year. Um, so, like, maybe, but it's, it's not the first time he's disappeared in the playoffs. Right. So, like, I would blame the shoulder if this was your first time. This is, like, your 67th time. So, I can't really blame the shoulder. It's like James Harden. Like, James Harden, you can continuously blame the fact that you don't have a team. Like you don't have the good players. But we keep bringing people in, and you're still not winning. At, the, at some point, when does it become you right. and not everything else? Exactly. And I know Paul George tried to say something about um, Rivers and how he wanted him to play like a Ray Allen or whatever. And that's not his game. And I'm just like, okay, but you're supposedly an all-star and you had 10 points and five turnovers in game seven. Like That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he wants him to play like a, like a Ray Allen on the Celtics. So, I mean, he, he it's not like he's had Paul George go out there and only shoot threes. I'm, I'm high, it's highly unlikely that Doc Rivers told the second best player on his team, hey, go, you know what, stand out there, shoot, shoot some threes, and that's it. Don't really dribble, don't really drive. Like, Paul George isn't Clay Thompson. He's not Ray Allen. He's not even Reggie Miller. He's yeah. not a guy who's going to pull up from three all the time or catch and shoot a lot of threes. He's a guy who needs the ball in his hand, dribble, 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 step back three, dribble, 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 drive to the lane. Um, I just don't think, I don't think he fit Doc Rivers' system. And that's okay. Like he doesn't, he didn't have to. I think Doc's time was over. I think he had lost the team, especially with how he dealt with Kawhi. Uh, Cause the yeah. guys who were there before that took the Warriors to what, a game five or a game six. They're like, bro, we just took the Warriors to six games and it was only us. Mm-hmm. How these two come in and you change the whole scenario. You let Kawhi Leonard, you know, dictate when we go to practice. You let Paul George do what he wants. You let Kawhi Leonard bring his whole family on the private jet when we go to play an NBA game and we all have to keep our families at home. Mm-hmm. You you don't allow us to bring our families on the trip. Right. Like we see all that favoritism and it's like you as the head coach are allowing it to happen because you're like, this is our magical gym. Yep. Now I know like players get, special treatment certain players but like that's that's od right right and um but all that said they still have Kawhi, so there's they're still contenders um and in addition of ibaka and and luke kennard um i oh, did man. like those moves for sure um i like i like the luke kennard pick up a right. lot I feel like he's a very underrated player exactly. who's playing for a really bad pistons team yes and he can score he can score i think he's like uh he's like a little better jj reddy right Right. Um, they were kind of comparing him to Hero, too, with the Heat. Yeah, because he can dribble. Right. Um, so I do like those additions, but Paul George, you need to step up this season, man. His name is Especially George Paul. Especially if you go against the Lakers. If you want to go against the Lakers, they need Paul George to step up. They need, they need George Paul to change his name back. <laughs> Until he changes his name back, he's not going to be good. He's George Paul until he wins a playoff series. They didn't even lose to the Lakers. Right. <laughs> like, they, they lost to the Nuggets. <laughs> they had a 3-1 lead. Right. They lost. Come on now. You didn't make it to the Lakers. We talking about them and the Lakers. Clippers, Lakers, Paul George, AD, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James. Didn't happen. <laughs> like, right. right. But I think we will see tonight because they are playing a Lakers team. They're playing a loaded Lakers team. Um, Like I said, I don't think LeBron and AD will have to play that many um, minutes, but we'll we'll, we'll see how George Paul is. And if he don't look good, it's going to be a long season for the Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of unnecessarily spent money for uh, that that guy. That was premature. I'm sorry. Whoever's decision that was, I hope, I don't know, you know something we don't. <laughs> but They know that the Clippers ain't bringing in no free agents. That's what they know. So they like, 
We got to do that. Right. Um, so who was your top, top eight for the playoffs this season, NBA? Um, top eight? So I'm going to do East and West fast because I know, uh, you know, I know we got a sponsor. I want to really get to them and give them a shout out. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna do my uh, I'm gonna do my eight fast, and then we can we can get to the sponsor. But my eight are um, East. I'm gonna go because this is easier. I'm gonna go Brooklyn. Uh, I'm gonna go Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics. Um, at number five, I'm probably going to go Washington Wizards. I know that's gonna surprise you. Uh, and then for the bottom, it's it's really just a toss-up. You got a lot of teams to pick from, a lot of teams who I think are not going to make the playoffs that did last year. Um, I don't think Indiana's going to make the playoffs. I will give Indiana spot to maybe Atlanta or Charlotte uh, at six. I will, at seven, I'm probably going to put in um, – Atlanta, but then I have to move everybody down because I forgot about the Heat. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm gonna put the Heat at number three. Okay. And move everybody else down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I got Brooklyn number one. I'm gonna put the Heat at number two because um, like. I just think they're still the team, if not better. They're a good team. Right. Um, number three. I'm going to put the Celtics. I'm going to put the Celtics at three and then Milwaukee. I did believe that the Boston Celtics could beat Milwaukee Bucks um, this past uh, playoff berth, but um, I just, yeah, I'm going to put them there. I'm going to go with Philly, five, Toronto, six, mm -hmm. the Wizards, seven. We talked about this earlier, um, and eight, Charlotte or Atlanta. I yeah. do like uh, Melo. I do. I like him. I, I'm a fan. I don't know why, but I'm a fan. He has he has star written on this. Like he can be a star. Right. Like, right. For sure. Do we want to do East West or do we want to come back to that? We can do West real quick. Okay. okay. Uh, West. I'll let you start. I'll let you start on West. Um. Okay. I got my Lakers. You know, of course, number one. Got to. I'm gonna go Denver Nuggets number two. Um, and then the Clippers, like I said, I need to see how George Paul does, um, right. Dallas Mavericks four, um, Utah five, Portland six, Golden State. I don't know if I should put them, but I'm going to do them seven just because of, of, um, Curry. And then I'm going to do Phoenix eight. Okay. I like that. I, I think I'm a... I'm going to put in the Lakers first, but actually, no, Denver is in first because okay. I think LeBron's not going to play a lot of games. I don't think LeBron's going to play 72 games. Um, so I'm going to put Denver first because I, I think LeBron doesn't really care about the record. I think okay. he's just like, get me to the playoffs. I can win. Um, so Denver first, Lakers second, Clippers third, fourth, I'm going to go Utah. Fifth, mm. I'm going to go uh, the Suns. Because oh. uh, I, I like CP. I think CP3 brings at least 10 to 12 more wins to the Suns. Um, sixth, I'm going to go with Dallas. Uh, wow, we got that's different between us because I got them much higher. Why <laughs> six? Why six? Seventh. I'm going to go Memphis Grizzlies. And then eight, I'm going to go Golden State Warriors. I got Portland missing the playoffs. All right. Um, I'm going to post these two on our Instagram page so we can come back to this, uh, you know, a few months from now and see how we how we predicted it. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's NBA. Um, and then we have our off-topic uh, off segment, um, which is just a segment where we talk about things that might not have to do with sports um this week's does have something to do with sports um and this week's off topic is sponsored by sweet treats by key um sweet treats by key um you can check her out 
on Instagram. It's at sweet underscore treats by key on Instagram. She's also on Facebook. Um, you can check out her limited holiday menu featuring snickerdoodle cookies, candy cane cupcake Oreos. Um, no, sorry, candy cane Oreo cupcakes. Um, sugar oh, snickerdoodle. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, she has all types of cookies, sugar, snickerdoodle, chocolate chip, oatmeal, raisin, gingerbread, apple pie, banana pudding, Santa hat brownies, um, and M&M &M holiday cookie bars. So definitely check out Sweet Treats by Key. Um, I have had, you know, some of her items. They're amazing. Um, she's the best baker mm. in Connecticut. Um, I know Elijah has tried. Good. Yeah. I, she, I had some cheesecake that was really good and uh, some cupcakes that were really good. So I definitely recommend it. Right. So again, check her out on Instagram. She has pictures, videos um, at sweet underscore treats by key. Um, and may put your order in. Um, she's a college student and she's a baker handling bowls. She's a hustler. So check her out and, and put your orders in as soon as possible. Um, but for this week's off topic, uh, we're going to talk about Keontae Johnson um, and COVID. That's the topic. Um, Keontae Johnson, he's the Florida Gators basketball player that collapsed on the court. I think this was two weeks ago now um, during the game after making an alley. He's been their leading scorer and rebounder. Um, so this was a big loss for them. Um, but we really wanted to figure out what happened. Like, why did he collapse on the court? Um, they, we did find out he had COVID a few months ago. Um, there was a, a, a breakout in, on the team a few months ago. We do not know if this was COVID related, um, but we do know that the SEC has protocols in place. So they do already check the hearts of players, but if you're an oncoming student or not, um, they regularly check their hearts. Um, and now with COVID, I know they have rules that um, athletes are given EKGs and um, echocardiograms after having COVID. Um, so we don't know if it was COVID related, but there is a condition you can get from having COVID that, that affects the heart. Um, so I know a lot of people, including Kentucky head coach, men's basketball head coach, um, he said something that he wanted to know if it, if it did have something to do with COVID, um, because then his players are at risk. Um, but again, there are privacy laws, so we don't know, and, and it's kind of hard to find out, but that just brings up the bigger question about how COVID has affected all sports overall. This has been a, a crazy year for sports. Um, with delayed seasons, accelerated seasons. Um, and personally, I think the college basketball season will be affected the most because it's an indoor sport. Um, and they don't, they may not have the resources to have one big bubble. Um, but but they do have certain bubbles now and it's not working. Um, I know there was a bubble at Mohegan Sun and there was still outbreaks happening. <laughs> Um, UConn had yeah. one, the, the men and women's team. Um, and they've announced, I know the NCAA announced that March Madness would be happening um, in a bubble. But again, I don't know if it's going to work. There's too many teams, there's too many schools. I think that can be more controlled, though. Um, because you you have the championships of each, each college. You know how you have, like, the Big Ten, the Big East? They're all played at a central area. So, like, they usually stay at one hotel, and they play all the games at one stadium. So I think, I think when it gets to like the championships and the uh, the tournament time, you can control it a little bit better. But while all these students, like athletes, are still in school, and you know some of them go to class, and and some of them interact with friends and and stuff like that, I think that's when it, it gets more at risk when you're actually just playing a regular season game. Um, I think it's going to be safer when you get to the postseason, but a lot of games have already been canceled. So the only thing is like, how do you know who's the top 25? How do you rank players? Do you take COVID into consideration? Like, okay, so this team had six games canceled, but they did play these two teams. They won these games by 25 points. And, you know, I just think the COVID situation has not only affected, you know, the NCAA, but uh, it's affected, you know, the NFL tremendously this year, even though they've gotten through, uh, they've gotten through like most of their COVID systems and, and nobody's really, you know, had something super serious come out. 
uh, from the NFL. But they do have players like, you know, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Cam Newton, uh, you, you know, Drew Locke and that whole quarterback room got COVID. Uh, you've had multiple players, starters get COVID and have to be out. Um, Larry so Fitzgerald. when you think about it, like, Larry Fitz got mm-hmm. it. Somebody you, who you probably never think will get COVID. Uh, you know, like the whole Baltimore Ravens team damn near got it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just something you think about, especially because you, you hear stuff like Lamar Jackson saying, you know, I know everybody wanted to make fun of him, say he pulled a Paul Pierce and had to go take a poop. But, you know, he said it wasn't a boob. He said he was cramping and it wasn't, you know, the regular leg cramp, Charlie Horse. He said he started cramping in his fingers, in his, in his, his arm muscles, his biceps, his triceps, his shoulders. So he just start, started cramping places that people really usually don't cramp at. Um, and especially because it was on a cold night. So it's not like, and I'm, I'm sure he's drinking water, staying hydrated, uh, but it's a cold night. So it's like, you don't, that really doesn't happen usually like the cramping and, and stuff like that right. at, at cold times. Yeah, and then I think the dig, the biggest difference, why I would say NCAA is being more effective is because these kids aren't millionaires. They're actually not even being paid <laughs> to pay to play. So they're risking their, their health by going out here and playing. And there's no guarantee. But on the other hand, some of them, these are their, the only chance they have to get looks from, from pros. Um, so they are risking their health, right? They're risking their health, their family's health, everyone, um, just to get looked at and possibly get picked up on the pros. But, you know, the bubble concept, like I was saying, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, Mohegan is a hotel too. So these kids were staying at Mohegan for about two weeks and playing basketball. But again, it depends on where Mohegan's open. So these kids could have been on the gambling floor interacting with people, you know what I mean? It's a casino. Right. no, I'm pretty so, sure there's there's juniors and seniors, maybe some sophomores that are 21. That are 21. That are going out to the bar at night, right? To to gamble, like you can't keep control of 100 150 kids. It's impossible. If they're still in the hotel, the even when they got the little tracker on, all it's going to show is that they're they're in the hotel as long as they don't leave the hotel. Exactly. So they can do anything in the hotel. You never know. Some you can you might be playing penny slots. Right. Catch COVID because you want to drop down one penny slot. So yeah. So so that's my whole issue with the bubble. Just because it's so many, it's not like NBA where you could rent out Disney World, you know, and they have these different resorts each team can stay at. And but again, Disney was closed. So they weren't going out interacting with the public. It's hard to do that with with college. So um I hope this season plays through March Madness is like one of my favorite times of year. We didn't get that this year. I mean, that's another thing they missed out. They were like the first sport. That that everything yeah. got canceled. So, you know, if you were a junior, it was just getting into the thick of it too. Like, right. it was, I I have players like uh, like Devin Dotson from mm-hmm. Kansas last year. He was potential player of the year, and I think March Madness would have been his coming out party because exactly. people had him on the draft radar, but they had him as maybe a second round pick. He did get picked up by the Bulls, but he's an undrafted free agent. Right, and, and imagine. Imagine that was your junior year and this is your senior year. So yeah, you didn't really get looked at as a junior. And now you're a senior. Like you're, you know, it's like Mark Madness has to happen for you. Um, exactly. So I'm just so conflicted because obviously concerned about their health. I mean, you don't want people to be collapsing, not saying that it was COVID related, but, but I don't know. I don't know what, I'm just conflicted about it. Um, hopefully they get things right. I don't know. Do they give them the vaccines? I'm not sure, but um, I hope they find a, a solution with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think you should give them the vaccines just because <laughs> it's so many players, and I, I just don't think that's a good look. Not one. The I don't think they would do is, that. That's a liability, right? We <laughs> took we took these vaccines and gave them to only athletes. What? That's, yeah, that's a liability. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think they want to put that light on them. But um, definitely something something to control to control it a little bit more because that NBA bubble was perfect. Nothing happened. Exactly. So it, we we have proven fact that the bubble works. You just got to make it work. Right, right. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, and that kind of bounces out. We're gonna go to NFL now. Um, but Cam Newton, Cam Newton had COVID, and Cam Newton did. 
the Patriots are eliminated from the playoffs for the first time. And I'm not going to blame COVID for Cam Newton. <laughs> but but they're eliminated from the playoffs in the first for the first time in 12 years, 2008, which is crazy. Um, never thought I would I would see the day the the Patriots would would not be in the playoffs. But but my question for you is: Do you stick with Cam Newton next season? And I'll have my answer, but I'll let you answer. No, there's no way with Cam Newton. Uh, one, I would, I would, we are probably going to lose the rest of our games, right? So you think about it, you're like, boom, Cam Newton's on a one year contract, whatever. You know, sorry, Cam, get him out of here. Um, there's like six quarterbacks in this draft. I, I know we're going to talk about it a little later, but uh, go get you a quarterback. <laughs> um, go get your quarterback uh with your pick unless all six quarterbacks go one two three four five six in the draft which i don't That's think is gonna, <laughs> pretty sure the patriots are going to be able to get a quarterback um this draft is pretty deep with offensive line and defensive line and stuff like that and even wide receivers so i mean there are wide receiver needy teams i got an equal jersey on i know we need a wide receiver uh right and, and that's why i'm gonna disagree with you I'm going to say you can stick with Cam one more season. And this is why. I mean, this is his first year with the Patriots. So not only is he adapting to a new team, um, but this is, it's 2020. It's, it's a pandemic. I mean, he had COVID. We don't know how it affected him. Their training facility had to be shut down for I don't know how long. He isn't surrounded, with, surrounded by um, high-level receivers or tight ends. Um, and I don't think, I mean, I know turner, turnovers have always been his downfall, but he doesn't really have anyone he can throw it to that he, I feel like, feel com- feels comfortable with. That he's like, okay, awesome. I know if I throw it to this dude, he's going to catch it. Um, right. And if you look at the stats, he still threw, threw for uh, 2,381 yards, five touchdowns. He's rushed for 489 yards with 11 rushing touchdowns. So because of all of that, I would give him one more year. No, nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. You could draft. You could draft a, a quarterback just for you six years. Draft one. No, for sure. If Cam Newton comes back and is willing to sign for say a million, right? Mm-hmm. Say he's willing to sign another minimum contract for an NFL player. You know what? Come back, Cam, because I don't want my rookie quarterback to come in and get beat down. Right. Like, you know, maybe maybe do it how they did to attack of Vailoa or maybe do it. Maybe Cam just plays bad like Wentz and they have to bring in the rookie or maybe something happens like with Justin Herbert and the guy gets hurt and, you know, the rookie comes in and balls out. But I mean, I do agree with keeping Cam, but I don't agree with keeping him as a starter uh, for full next year. I think maybe, you know, having him on the roster, but Cam Newton is polarizing. He's just, he's a huge, you know, he's a huge personality. He's a huge locker room guy. He's a Mm -hmm. huge figure. He's Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Even though he's playing so bad, he's Cam. Uh, I don't know if he's fit to be a backup. Now, I know a lot of people will say, hey, you know, he can be a backup if this guy can be a backup. But backups have certain attitudes, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a backup, you know you're a backup. You don't you you believe in your heart of hearts that you can be a starter, but you know the guy in front of you is better. Yeah. Like is, I think the guy who sits behind Patrick Mahomes probably thinks I can start in the league, but he knows Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I think he's still a starting quarterback. I think we gotta give him one more year um to determine if he doesn't he has this. He clearly has the skills. He still racks up those stats. It's really his turnovers, and I know he's been in the I league a while, and he he should should have learned from those by now. But again, he has no one to throw to. He has no weapons. You give him weapons, I feel like he would be a better player. Yeah. You know what? You know who I I don't think had weapons either though. Who uh, who got crucified and. You know, by all means, he's playing terribly this year. Uh, Carson Wentz. Now, my guy, I got so much love for my guy. I'm mad at the coaching staff, and I'm mad at Howie Roseman. Still, fire Howie. Our team 
the players he has collected are terrible. The contracts he has done are terrible. And the draft picks he consistently makes are always terrible. He chose Jalen Rager, who may be great over Justin Jefferson, right? Who's going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he chose a left tackle in Andre Dillard, who's probably not even going to be the starting left tackle over guys like A.J. Brown and, you know, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, and and, and guys like and DK Metcalf and, and guys like that who you're like, dang, like those are those are some guys you could have had, but you went and chose Andre Dillard, who wasn't playing good when he was healthy, but he's never healthy. So he's obviously never playing. Yeah. Um, um I do like you know, her. But I do think I agree with you. I think Wentz needs to go. I think it's more of a mental thing at this point. I don't think he's ever really been given a fair chance at Philly. Um, and I think that has something to do with the GM, with, with everyone in the on the back end. Um, and I just don't think he's a good fit there. Um, I mean, they drafted, they, they drafted Jalen Hurts. What kind of message is that sending to Carson after they give him this contract? So that's what I was saying. Yeah. What kind of GM drafts a quarterback when you're your whole team needs help right like you need help at cornerback you need help at wide receiver you need help at linebacker you need help at safety you need help at offensive line you know what guys quarterback it's like what kind of sign does that send to your quarterback that means like i know you just gave me this massive contract but you don't believe in me at all you either think i'm going to get hurt or you just don't think i'm that great and I, you know as a starting quarterback i don't want you to think i'm gonna get hurt like, I don't want that to be yeah. what comes across your mind. Like, I don't think he's that great personally. I know you feel different. I don't I think different. he's that I great. I was around for 2017, man. I was around. I don't. Okay. I don't. I've been saying uh, this since yeah. Nick Foles Did was you our see quarterback. 2017? Did you see? But like, look at Nick Foles now. I know. I know. Look at Nick Foles now, and it's like, oh, Nick Foles is great. But he's not a good quarterback. He sucks. He got benched for Mitchell. I'm not Trubisky. saying he was a great quarterback, but I've never seen Carson Wentz and said like, "Oh, he's you, their." I've never thought he's their quarterback. That's never came. 2017 before he got hurt. Yes, y'all are in my conference. Hurt. He was. The, he was the. But that's he, one he, year. One. He was eleven. He was like eleven and three. <laughs> like he did. He not, played. He had good stats, but that's yeah, one he had year. Good stats. But then you think about it, his offensive coordinator changed every year he was in the league. So he was he was in the same offense, but different play calls, different formations, different this. Offensive line this year, they had 13 different offensive line combinations. No wide receiver they have drafted or signed in like the last 10 years has made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, y'all do. Y'all no, need help. <laughs> like, it's garbage. It's just like, there's so he's 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 been bad don't get me wrong like i'm not i'm not saying he hasn't been bad but there's so many other things that have been a lot more like a lot worse that you just you but you have to scapegoat something so do you think he's he's still a starting quarterback do you see another because when he had frank reich who's now the indianapolis Colts coach he was a baller that's when he had his best year that's when they built the offense around Carson Wentz. Ever since he left, they built the offense around Doug Peterson. So you're building an offense around your head coach who's going out there and just saying, run this play because I called it. Instead of saying, this is what, what my quarterback's good at. I'm going to run this. He's going to, he's saying, I want you to do this. I want you to sit in the pocket and I'm not going to roll you out. I'm not going to throw many screens i just want you to sit in the pocket read the defense and throw the ball like that's that's not who he is okay all right we're going carson went. speaking of quarterback though the jets just lost the first overall pick so yeah trevor lawrence. um they're possibly passing up on trevor lawrence who everyone know trevor is lawrence. you know 
the top pick in this year's draft. Um, everyone's comparing him to to Peyton Manning. Dude can run. Andrew I think Lover. he's six six. All those guys. He can six, do six. it all. He has the, the what's his name from the sunshine? Yeah, from the sunshine, like... little flow, the flow. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um yeah, they just they just pretty much passed up on him. But I was saying I don't really think it's that much of an issue because um they there are some loaded quarterbacks this this um draft. I mean you got oh, Matt yeah. Jones from Alabama, um Kyle Trash from Florida, Justin Fields from Ohio State. So I think all of these guys are elite quarterbacks. Um you know, we were watching the Alabama Florida game, both quarterbacks threw for four hundred yards. Um, plus that, yards. Like, Matt Jones threw five. He, how many touchdowns did he throw? Um, four. Five. He threw five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and the one interception he had was an amazing interception. The guy literally took it out of the wide receiver's hands. So it's not. It's like he didn't throw it to the to the guy. He didn't throw the pick. The guy went and got that pick. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, and I think honestly, that's all they need is a quarterback. I mean, they have some great, good receivers. Um, Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perriman, Denzel Mims, they have people who can catch the ball. They need a quarterback. They have talent, for sure. They so, have talent. I th- think their offensive line has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drafted the huge guy, Makai Becton, at left tackle um, out of Louisville, the guy who used to play with Lamar Jackson. He used to protect Lamar Jackson. He's been a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some other decent offensive linemen. Their defense is stingier than a lot of people think. Yep. They play good defense. They don't have a lot of big names, but they play they play well on the defensive end. But just because they suck so much and their offense is so non capable of doing anything, yeah, the defense gets no recognition because it's like we can't stop everybody thirty six times and wait for you to score seven points. Right. Um. So I think they're a good team, and I think. I think obviously, you know, Clemson has the best quarterback coming out of the draft. Exactly. And yep. that's, that's noticeable. He's been a he's been a star since he was a freshman. He's won national championships and he was super poised against Alabama, the NFL team, pretty much in the national championship. So you gotta give you gotta give him props. He beat Tua. Uh so that, you know, that that gets props as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think I know that I'm gonna predict them Clemson versus Alabama in the um, oh, college football sure. championship. Oh. I think he's gonna have a great game, but Alabama just has so many weapons with um, Devonta Smith and. Um, and then you got to think Alabama has a cornerback who's yes. supposed to be going in the top ten. Like some people think top five, Patrick Sertain. Right. He's supposed to be a top five corner. So, I mean, he might be able to lock up the number one. But the only thing I worry about is you can run the ball on Alabama. And Clemson has Travis Etienne. Yes. And he's a monster. Yes. Uh, he's a monster. But, but, but it's, not, it's not. Man, rushed. he had five touchdowns last game and rushed for 178 yards. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for sure. It's going to be high-scoring. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I don't think the Jets – I don't think the Jets have a have an issue not taking Trevor Lawrence. I wonder what they're going to do with Sam Darnold. Me, personally, I would try to trade him, see if I can get a second-round pick for him yeah. at least, maybe a player or two. Um but I would try to trade him to maybe a team like the Saints, uh, who Drew Brees is on his last leg, or maybe a team like Tampa Bay, who mm-hmm. Tom Brady's pretty old. But, you know, you're going to need somebody to come in eventually. And why not take a shot on Sam Darnold and see, and you know, young. what he can Right, he's still young. He's mm-hmm. probably like 23, 24. He's not yeah. super old. Like, he still has time to grow and, and become a decent quarterback. Because he has games where you're like, wow, that was – that was a game, right. but then he has games where he's like, "Wow, You're that was cheap. terrible." <laughs> right, <laughs> but um, then not even only uh, not even only the quarterback from Clemson. You have the guy from BYU. Uh, yeah. His name's Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's he's really good. You have, like you said, Kyle Trask, who I think is the most underrated. Absolutely. Quarterbacks. Absolutely. Uh, then you got Matt Jones from Bama, who's a really good quarterback, and Jeff Fields, and even Trey Lance um, from North Dakota State. Yep. Um, so we'll see. I think teams like, you know, 
the Jag. You think the yeah the Jags. Um, there's a few teams who need quarterbacks, so there's definitely options this draft. The Jags, the Jets, the Bears. Yeah. Particularly the Lions. There's so many. You know, teams, teams like the Saints. Mm-hmm. There's so many teams that could that could go quarterback this year. Right. Right. Um, and real quick, if you want to do this, who's your MVP right now in the NFL? I I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And I only say Aaron Rodgers because Patrick Mahomes has probably the two most dangerous players at their position. Okay. And Travis Kelsey, who can, who can possibly end up leading the entire league in receiving yards as a tight end. That would be the first time that's ever done. Yep. Yep. Um, um and Tyree Kill, who has like 15 touchdowns. Right. Who can go right. past any anyone. He's anybody. just that fast. In any um, play, you always have to worry about Tyree Kill going deep because if you forget about him one time, it's a touchdown. Right, right. And I totally agree. Um, Aaron Rodgers is my pick right now. Not only that, he's 12 years older than Patrick Mahomes. 12 years older, and he's leading the league in in the passer rating touchdown passes um, and he has the league low for interceptions he only has four this season um, and I think only three players have ever done that and all three were MVPs so this man is the MVP in my opinion definitely does he have like a 10 to 1 touchdown ratio or something yeah. like that it's like it's like 40 to 4 like that's unheard of like and he like you said he doesn't have so for every times. he has Aaron Jones, who's who's good. Don't get me started um, on him. But... He lost me my fantasy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on and him. And then he has Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, though, is by far a top three wide receiver. Absolutely. But after Adams, it's kind of like, who else? The other guys are inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, Valdez. Valdez. Right. Right. Then the other light-skinned dude, Lazard, Lazard, he just hurt, and he don't be open. Right, <laughs> like, right. And I don't know, Aaron, just, he just makes it happen. Like, I don't know. To do all of that and, and not yeah. throw interceptions, many interceptions is incredible. Too. That's what I'm saying. To throw 40 touchdowns and four interceptions is absolutely crazy. Yes. As, like, at 30, finish, what, 38? I don't know. 38, no. 37, 38, <laughs> old. Old. <laughs> old for an NFL right to all our listeners in their 30s you are not old a little bit yeah a little bit um (laughs) but no no yeah Aaron Rodgers and we'll see who ends up getting it but I think he's most deserving of it right now for sure um and then what are we are we we at the end Mm -hmm. we're at the end um we have one little little bit I wanted to talk about um last week a coach named Tara Van Derver. Um, she's head coach at Stanford. <laughs> she surprised Pat Summit for most D1 um, women's basketball wins with 100, no, 1,099 wins. Um, and if you look at basketball as an overall scope, this would be the third um, most winning as coach um, in history if you're counting men's and women's basketball. So. Yeah. I heard that and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> um, how does she beat Gino? Because <laughs> I've never heard and of it's her. Crazy. Even as a even as a, a woman in sports, you don't hear much about women in sports, like, right? Whether you're a coach or a, not. Um, and Gino's actually like close behind. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's close like behind. He has a thousand and ninety-five wins, but sure, but still. Never heard of her. It's delayed, man. It's delayed. <laughs> yeah, man. This delay is crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll let you say what you're about to say. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, women's sports, uh, there's a, because I think a lot of people put women's sports into one spectrum. They say basketball. Uh, and like the record is great, but I feel like women's sports in general doesn't get as much credibility because all people think about is basketball and WNBA and uh, NCAA women. And I just feel like, uh, you know, women in sports deserve more limelight. She did something that's absolutely incredible that some men couldn't do. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and yeah. 
since we're talking about her real quick, I just want to give her her gems. Um, she's been with Stanford since 1985. She's won two NTAA titles, um, one in 89, one in 91. So it's been a while, you know, because UConn came on the UConn came <laughs> on the on the track. But uh, she has 11 NCAA Final Four appearances. She's coached some players such as Jennifer Azzi, who was Olympic um, and FIBA World Championship. She's also a Women's Hall of Famer. Um, Candice Wiggins, another WNBA championship. Um, and she's won six women, um, women of the year. Nika and um, Chini Agugame, uh, they both played at Stanford. They're sisters. Uh, they chose Stanford over UConn, Baylor, Notre Dame. Um, they both have won um, WNBA champions. Chini currently has a ESPN show. So, I mean, she's coached some great women, you know, who've gone on beyond Stanford and, and done, done great things. Um, but we've yeah. again. I'm a woman. I watch college sports. I've never heard of her. Never heard. Of her. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out to uh, to the Agumage, Agumake twins. Uh, and They're all not the twins. Other... They're sisters. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, sisters. sisters. But. Uh... Uh, Shout out to them. Shout out to all the other, you know, Stanford alumni. And if y'all are watching, I didn't even know this. Stanford is currently ranked number one in the nation this season. Yeah, they are. They're They're balling. They are balling. um, Shout out to them. Shout out to her. That's a huge milestone. Um, And they actually ended one of UConn's winning streaks in 2014. 47-game winning streak. Her team. They did. They did. So I just wanted to give her. I mean, that's saying something. And if you if you can keep your job for like 40 years, you're doing something right. Come on now. <laughs> right. Like, come on. This 40 years is a long time for anybody. Right. Right. So. All right. So that's the end of our show. Um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of people. Um, one foresight for creating the uh, intro track for our for our podcast the song you hear before we start talking shout out to foresight follow him on um instagram he's a uh music producer he makes crazy beats he's amazing um and thank you again um and then shout out again to our sponsor sweet treats by key um follow her again on social at sweets underscore or no sweet sweet underscore treats by key follow her on instagram um, and also follow us on socials. We're on social media at back to like the number two, the topic pod. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and when, when's our next episode? Next week? Yeah, should be next week. Next week. Um, we're going to try to release on Wednesdays, I think. Um, we're just going to see how this does. If you have any suggestions, any comments, anything at all, uh, this is going to be on YouTube. So comment below. Uh, hit us up, DM us, uh, whatever you want to do to get in contact with us. Let us know what you'd like to hear, any questions you have. Um, you got anything to say, Elijah? No, I just uh, appreciate you guys, everybody who came in to check it out, who came to listen. Um, you know, remember, this is the first episode. So, this is the first episode. <laughs> you know, we're going to get better from here, promise. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll listen to this back. We'll look at it and we'll, you know, we'll work to get better. We want, to, want this to be a long-lasting you know, big show. So we're going to do everything in our power to uh, to do so. But we do appreciate any and everybody uh, who came to listen. Yes. Um, and thank you, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Again, follow us on socials. Back to number two, the topic pod. Hit us up. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.